Padre, and uh, this is the Pritch, and it's the Pritch and the Padre, or the Padre and the Pritch, whichever you like. Actually, somebody asked me, they were going to look it up on YouTube, and they said, is it the Padre and the Pritch or the Pritch? I said, I don't know, but I think it's the Padre and the Pritch, but that's that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, we're here, uh, a happy-go-lucky guy, a couple of guys that are just uh, uh, full of life. Vim, vigor, and vitality. Teacher? and uh, S- Stephen Colbert. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> From the last show, folks, I can't yeah. remember the name because I'm getting up there. And, yeah. No, but, we were already off the air when you... you uh, no, we weren't either. So <laughs> we, we, like, uh, we like Stephen Colbert to read right. my book uh, and perhaps uh, invite uh, to hear a few different thoughts. Have Things that I've learned show? from you. Yep. <laughs> so if you, I get an you invite... You can collectively hear my whole family rolling their eyes yeah. right now. <laughs> As only Mary Jo knows oh, how to roll. Oh, yes. Sometimes she rolls right over right you. Know. Oh, yes. And has for 40 years since you married us Michael, at Sacred Heart. that isn't funny. Yes, exactly, right. And it won't be funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't bring it up again. Yeah, and that's the end of that. <laughs> exactly. Well, I thought we would um, we would call this uh, little half hour we have here fresh air because uh, everybody needs some fresh air. I remember when I was a student in the Vatican in the early '60s. Uh, they, they call it a journamental, and Pope John uh, Pope. John the 23rd said, let's open the window in the church, get some Mm. fresh air in here. Wow. Change it from being a museum to a garden. 63, 64? uh, 61. Oh, 61. Yeah, so they started then. But but, uh, the whole idea then, all of a sudden we had... uh, we had the English language. English language mass. We had our liturgy where we had the priests looking at the people instead of your back to it. And all kinds of mystery got resolved. Now I right. still have a lot of people, one, one, you know, it's all we need, the Latin mass. and Yeah, you do, but uh, just for nostalgia, not right. for regular prayer where you want to... We want to listen to the scriptures and get something out of them. I so, was an altar boy, and I, I had a hard time with the Confidior Deo Omnipotens for years and years, just remembering it. And now it goes through my brain. Yeah, wait a minute. Before you say brain, realize who you're talking to. <laughs> through my thought process, uh, where I'm thinking not like a... He is because he went to the College of North America in Rome. Yeah. I went to Southeast Missouri in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. On a football scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, we're just talking about the some you know Rocking some fresh box. air and uh, it happened and uh, those four elements uh earth wind fire and what's the other one uh water water earth wind yeah fire. so when uh when we have this celebration in the church we call pentecost where the spirit comes down and you know the people are speaking in different language of fire glossolalia oh there you go spell it G-O. no no <laughs> <laughs> well you I can am, pronounce it 
I, I was a Cape State Indian, sir. I don't want to hear that. All I right. want to hear where you learned about glossolalia. Glossolalia. Because I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, prayed over by folks from the Pentecostal wing, the charismatic folks, who believe uh, strongly in scripture, prayer, human touch and healing, praying over folks to to do that. And that was back in uh, 1980. No, really? Yeah, yeah, my brother-in-law and all the folks back in in Peoria, Illinois, uh, actually Chillicothe at St. Edward's, where I spoke at St. Edward's Parish. And they were, because they had gone through Kairos, there were many different uh, Mm -hmm. background uh, religions. And Wait a minute, let me stop you. They prayed over you after you spoke. Yes, exactly. And then (laughs) I did my comedy routine. This guy needs help. They said, oh, oh, we got to get on. Put the hands, everybody, lean your hand out and pray. But. I, I noticed that when there's blame now, I don't know if oh. you, this this is just a, a quick aside. We're all trying to deal with the blame that goes with uh, the orthodoxy of religion. And for the first time, one of the ladies who was with me, a really sweet lady, was Southern Baptist. And I've talked to some of my Southern Baptist friends who were big biblical folks about the scandals that are going on there mm-hmm. and you know not to not to belabor but we're human folks and people need to get that and no matter how spiritual we get it's important to teach that if we forgive to live but hold people accountable we live to forgive and hold people accountable but it's a way that when we spend time blaming other religions other uh, factions and different things who have gone uh, amiss or awry yeah. or sinned, it's important for us to give a redemption part back and yeah. accept that, right? Right. Well, when you know, even growing up on uh, Hanover Street in Cape Girardeau, two doors down mm-hmm. were, were the Werners, and Donnie Werner, they were Lutherans, mm-hmm. and our mother didn't want us, to, didn't want me to play with Donnie Werner. Because you know you, you might that Lutheranism might rub off on you in some way, so the Vatican Council too <laughs> opening the window and finally saying, you know, right. we're not the only ones going uh, on our way to, to a better life after this life. There are many others. They just followed a different path, or they grew up in a different family, or a different country, different or a different faith. place, yeah. and, and yeah. so they got their faith where they were. Right. But um, uh, the the inspiration, uh, I'm going to test your Latin again. Spiro spirare means what? Spirit. No. Inspire. No. Spiritus means spirit. Spiritus. Okay. Spirit. Spiro is the uh, verb. I breathe. So when the scripture says he breathed upon them, he uh, inspired them, or he, it, it, inspiro means to breathe. To breathe. Yeah. Okay. So he and then President Nixon hired Spiro, and he said, <laughs> nattering nabobs of negativism. <laughs> Spiro. Spiro Agnew. Agnew. Was he from Michigan? Where no, was Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. And then he got implicated in a corrupt scandal for taking bribes Ooh. in Maryland when he was governor. 
when he and, was good. Uh, President Nixon, from the autobiography that I read, he fired the uh, ashtray at the uh, wall in the White House. Okay, give the camera your best Nixon face with a phrase, okay, (laughs) without laughing. Okay, Uh, this is what Richard Nixon said in 1974 as he left office. Think now with me, folks. There are people out there, and they will hate you, and they will only win if they get you to hate them back. Then you begin to destroy yourself. <laughs> and I was on stage. I'm glad I'm the only one here. I know. Yeah, somebody else is going. What is, what is wrong with that guy? And why would the Monsignor ask him to do that? But I was introducing Joan Baez, who was going to sing uh, Joe Hill, an old Union song about miners. And about I, miners? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night, alive as your eye. Yeah. And it was kind of a wobbly. It was written by, you know... What's a wobbly? Well, they were they were union guys. They were considered uh, socialists, right? Oh, and Joan would sing the song. It was a haunting song, like uh, the night they drove old Dixie down. Yeah, and, yeah. And she would sing these songs that were anthems to, you know, the one is "Bread and Roses," which is a powerful song. You can look at any of these on YouTube with Joan Baez and her sister Mimi Farina. But when I was there and I said that, I said, I was on stage doing Nixon. I said, doesn't that remind you of what you wanted to say to Dick was, uh, Dick, where were you for that memo in kindergarten? What comes around goes around. (laughs) I used to teach kids, the good you do will come back to you. The bad you do would be sad for you, but the good you do would be would be good good for, for you. you. And and the kids would say the that. bad you do would be sad for, for you. For you, but the good you do. And you know how they do listen? When you were at St. Gabriel's, I saw a young kid. I used to teach that. And he's a firefighter now in the city going by. And I was right down on Kearney Street by Chinatown. And I watched the fire truck, this big hook and ladder. And there's a couple of them on there that were from St. Gabriel's. And they yeah. go... Hey, Mr. Pritchard, the good you do will come back to you. (laughs) You never know if they're listening or not. And I was like, hey, go put the fire out, you knuckleheads. Uh, Well, Shakespeare said it better. Uh, The good is often interred in their bones. The evil that men do doth live after them. The good is often interred with their bones. That's the only Shakespeare I could ever quote. Wow. Do you you know it, of course? Yes. You you know the following lines or No, but uh, what I it it's haunting because for right now in the world that we live in, yeah, with the world this close to the precipice of annihilation from nuclear arms. threats and mm-hmm. arms, it's important to realize that we hang on a dangling th- thread, stay on your prayer chain and frequency, get to church, whatever you need to do, pray wherever you are, find some place in, in the middle of the forest and say prayers for all of us, folks, because the world can be in the hands of people that are not well emotionally, spiritually, 
or physically. And when they have their finger that close to the button, it's important for all of us to, to trust mm. in the higher power, right? Yeah. I, I hate I, to bring it down after I was... No, so no, I was going to say I lived with this, but I lived at uh, Sacred Heart in the Fillmore there, yeah. and we had a big black Great Dane. It was, it was taller than you. Yeah. And that's tall. That's a big, beautiful dog. Big, beautiful yeah. dog. And we had a sign on the door that said, beware the dog. And um, <laughs> the dog would, and, and you know, and bark and all. Somebody came to the door. But if you open the door, the dog would run and hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd run and hide. And they give him jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> I always carried jelly beans. His dog loved jelly beans. <laughs> and then the sign should have said, be aware of the dog mm. because he's a big friendly great yes. danes are not vicious no. i mean i don't know if much they jump no, if they jump up on you they can okay, big yeah. jar they can they're huge but dogs. this dog was uh, well trained dog. and uh would do whatever you said and uh but i always thought about some people would come to the door and you know why they got this big dog there and then, it scares them yeah it's the scary. bark on the dog yeah the bark sure yeah, you want to do your barking uh, imitation now? <laughs> Folks, don't think about this the rest of the day. And then I do, of course, the kitty. And then my tribute to my home state of Missouri. Pork ribs, free! Anyway, I'm sorry. Am you I should gonna... be sorry. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm from Missouri, you know. Yes, uh, me too. I know those pork ribs. Me too. Uh, Catfish and pork ribs and pickled pig's feet. Yeah, what was I? Oh, uh, <laughs> I know your sister's sitting there going, these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she's actually, uh, she's found the podcast, Oh, my sister. And uh, she wanted to come in today to see whether it was real. Real. <laughs> My deepest apologies, Della. I'm, uh, I'm going to say a prayer for you on the way home. <laughs> you got a tie on today. You got I, another public appearance. I got another public appearance where I have to go and talk to, uh, I have some seniors to talk to and lift up. Lift, oh. We call it lift them and gift them and shift them. Shift? Shift. Uh -huh. Shift them up to the oh. greater good. Lift, know. gift, and shift. Lift, uh. gift, and shift. It's a good way to go. I mean, when I first started, I knew that there were ways to make the train the brain. And one of the great ways to train, because of neuroplasticity, Padre. This I is know. What, I'm, I'm, I'm doing research on that. On that. Yeah. Okay. Because in later years, like the redwood tree, the sequoia, they grow huge spurts in their later years. And... Arborists don't know why. They've never known why they have late growth spurts. The same with the human soul, a human spirit, a human being. You can have a late growth brain spurt that is magnificent. You can find uh, a new thing that you are interested in, art, music, theater, dance, and you can become something that you never dreamed of, something you left in childhood and that's why when I'm with the seniors and we're doing painting and stuff like that, and they're, and the one lady was painting, and I go, ma'am, I got to say, this is brilliant art. She said, 
My parents never wanted me to go to art school, and I wanted to go to art school from the time I was nine years old, but I never got to go to art school. That's why I love when you, it, your commencements and stuff like that, those kids who get to do art, mm -hmm. that's the greatest gift in the world. And the parent that's afraid, oh, they'll never be able to find a job, you know, and then they have happy lives. How's that work for yeah. you, mom and dad? They have happy lives because they feel fulfilled. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what you try and tell everybody. I'd rather have a happy child than uh, a well-off child depressed and sad and lonely and isolated because as Ebenezer Scrooge was described by Charles Dickens, he was as solitary as an oyster in his pain, poor Scrooge. Solitary as an oyster. Right, in his pain. And you know how great little kids are? When I said that to the one little kid, little Puerto Rican kid who lived through the... Uh, Hurricane. I said, what do you think? I said, if you have all this money and you're still kind of miserable and sad and kind of angry, I go, doesn't that make you upset and angry? And the little kid goes, Mr. Mike, you're teaching us wrong. What do you mean teaching you wrong? No, that's not how you treat You love them. If you love them, you can create a rainbow pearl inside the oyster of their heart. He's, I go, I'm looking at Reverend the teacher. I go, I go, well, you know, Ramundo, I was wrong and you were right. And he goes, just saying. <laughs> it's why you love little kids. They're pure, unfiltered God water, right? You know, they are the holy water on the planet. And the more I, the more I'm around my little grandson and all these little kids that I talk in the neighborhood to, uh, you know, and I and I have. You noticed. don't go outside your house. <laughs> I sit in a driveway. I do oh. driveway therapy. I had I had hedgehog from the fire department there, and the day before I had a good friend, a lady who is going through some stuff, and we sit in the driveway, and I just chit chat. Oh, and the bikers come by because they can all go through, and I just say, hey, I you know, you know. Oh. it's neighborhood driveway therapy. Yeah, they don't know that your wife put you out there. Oh, exactly right. I ain't got a rectory, <laughs> mister. I don't get some big fancy rectory. She calls you in for eat dinner, no, though. No, she brings it to me and says, stay outside. <laughs> stay, here. stay, stay. stay. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing missing is a leash. Oh. <laughs> All right, come on. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, uh, you know, these uh, guys getting these first words like better to uh, give than receive and all of this. Um, in the Acts of the Apostles, right? I, I don't know if I've said this before, but if I have, you can stop me. The, they, they had all the church was one and everybody was giving to this person that they laid their money at the feet of the apostles and uh, one big happy family. And then um, about a month into the scripture, the Acts of the Apostles, you read later on, you know, they can't agree who, whether, whether to let the, uh, the minorities in or you got to be circumcised to be a Christian or... Uh, that was in the gospel this past week. That in was the, in the epistle, yeah. yeah in the epistle, yeah. 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 yeah I mean... It, I was in there, I thought, how appropriate, you know, we, we argue... argue over minutia and everything. Everything has become political, and we need to get back to biohive mind and do that harmony and that honey. 
because we're, where we're taking care of community unity because man we don't want it where this the the fireman's a cynic and the cop is a cynic and the doctor's a cynic and you know poor doctor lost his life the other day in tulsa after a back a back operation and so it's important for us to to, to tell everybody everybody's human and we need to and we need to accept the fact that we're gonna make mistakes, folks. And that's why social workers, priests, nurses, doctors, cops, firemen, we're all on that front line and it's really important for us to be valued and people have an attitude of gratitude for them and the faith system, whatever it is, I don't care. I don't care what Where'd religion. you get that bio hive saying? Uh, that was, uh, I think I told you about this, Susan Williams, Robin's widow, did uh, a great speech on YouTube on Biohive about Lewy body dementia and its impact uh, on her well, personal well, what life. What is Biohive exactly? Well, it's... It, a hive is where bees grab Right, it. yes. In and a hive and they, they there, make honey there. Right, it's hive mind. That's a big term on the internet now. Oh, it is. Father. It's it's the hive mind is if you can gather and marshal the forces of folks for uh, change for the good, it's good hive mind, and we need that. Oh. You know, I mean, we need the hive mind of 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 all of us together. The other day, swear this is true, uh, Monsignor, they captured a bad guy because a group of Facebook people tracked the person down as a high-tech uh, posse. And they were tracking the movements and everything. And when we can act in community unity mm -hmm. and bring justice to people who are hurtful in the community, and we gather together to will to do that and help the police and give the police opportunities. And mm -hmm. these things that we carry, these phones, I don't know if I told you this, one of the little kids, this is hilarious about hive mind. I told the kids, I go, if you see, and because I teach about uh, uh, human trafficking, I said, if you see somebody who doesn't look right in your neighborhood and they may be threatening to you or some of the other kids walking to school and you have your cell phone, get a picture of their license plate and get a picture of the person driving it if you can, but you have to be not not dangerous you don't don't get near them but you get as much as you can and so this little kid uh the, the cops came and said the little kid took a picture of the license plate and when the guy came by he got the picture and the guy had tried to snatch one of the kids off the street and they caught him i think it was 28 minutes later he was in custody and on his way to jail and had been a repeat offender Mm. So the mm. more we teach our kids that we're all proactively involved in each other's safety and wellness. I is illness. We is wellness. Same oh. at church. Right? I is illness. We is wellness. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that I... Can I write that? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even need to, but you know, <laughs> if he is down to Cape Girardeau, you just... Spit your tobacco out and go, okay, I got it, I got I it. I got it, I got, got it. I <laughs> got my red man tobacco up here in the back, Joe. But, but hmm. I think that's, that hive mind to me, 
means that we're all responsible to each other for safety and wellness in the community. And uh, we, do, we don't blame the teacher who doesn't put, you know, that the, they say put the rock in the door. It's, folks, too much blame going on right now. Every time I watch one of these newscasters say, well, who do we blame for the, don't blame anybody. How about all of us? How about of all of us taking responsibility for each other's hearts and minds and safety and wellness and the kindness that needs to be exuded to children and seniors and vulnerable special needs folks? How about that? Wouldn't that be swell, huh? Yeah. And I see special needs kids all the time and special needs adults, and they just want to be connected to us. Well, you know, you'll, you'll hear uh, on Sunday, because it's Pentecost, that when the apostles went talk to these people they could understand in all these different languages. And that's really unusual to be able to do that. Uh, your name, Glossolalia. No, that's, Glossolalia. A, that's speaking in tongues. But right. the people who understand, I, I read one time where these two ladies who were Dutch were uh, sent to the uh, Nazi prison camp because they were helping the Jews hide. Right. So they they uh, they tried to have a little uh, prayer service in the after everybody had gone in their little compound or wherever they mm. were, and they were all whispering and mm. um, they realized that there were they nobody they were saying the prayers in Dutch, but there were uh, Jews and there were uh, you know uh, Portuguese and African all kinds of different people in the jail. Right. So they might say one little prayer, and it took them 20 minutes before everybody could get it in every language. Wow. In the, in the prison camp. In the prison camp, right? Yeah, so <clears throat> if, you, if you consider that, uh, it, it, it bring, it's inclusive of all the different cultures and people who want to who wanna pray in one way or another. And they find a way to say, I really need help or right. get me out of here or spare me or whatever they're right. saying. But the, the two Dutch ladies, instead of, you know, going on and on and on right. and just looking at empty faces, just shut up after a couple of phrases wow. and let everybody else until, they, until the whole room knew what the phrases were. I find that interesting and co comparative to uh, what we're going to read about on Pentecost where they all understood in their own tongue. Yep. And I think that that, you know, is exactly why we do what we do when we pray. Sometimes in that, sometimes in that quiet moment, I remember... Uh, over the years, being with the kids who were in jail or juvenile hall or prison, or the men that I speak to at prison now, even at San Quentin or Corcoran or any of these, and you just come in and you look at them, and, and the guy goes, one of the guys says, why are you here? Why are you here? I go, because I follow Jesus, man. I go, That's, he told me to come and talk to you, and, and that it was important for me to visit the sick, and talk to people in prison and, and, and help folks who have been grieving because they've lost someone close to them. And it's just an act of compassion. And, uh, and the guy goes, right, 
That doesn't need a language, does it? <laughs> doesn't need a language. It's just, it's the visit. And, <laughs> so well put. Yeah, even if it's you yeah. walking through the door. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, limping through, yeah, the, door. Limping through limping the door. Limping through the door. Hey, thanks, everybody. Appreciate you uh, joining us today. And I hope you look for us again as we uh, grow older together. And uh, hopefully we're not repeating ourselves. But <laughs> we like, we enjoy each other and we enjoy our stories. And we hope that some of them will be helpful to you as you move along in your life. I'm the Padre and... Pritch. God bless. God bless you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.